0: Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to Queer Air. My name is Carol and my co-host is Kate. We're going to explore a feminist lesbian broadcast from the 1970s that aired on Crab FM in Seattle. It's recently been digitized through a grant at the University of Washington Library Special Collections. We're excited for you to join us as we move through the content of our queer elders. You'll be hearing from us, some people who are familiar with the content, and possibly some contemporary scholars. But you'll also be hearing from the original broadcast. We'll analyze their commentary to see what has changed, if anything. So get ready to breathe some queer air. So, Carol, what is Crab FM? Excellent question, Kate. It's funny because Kate didn't want to do this earlier, but... I don't want to do the question-answer <laughs> game. So, Crab FM was a non-commercial educational FM radio station, uh, 1071 in Seattle, that actually began... It's actually at- 107.7. Crab FM was a non-commercial educational FM radio station, 107.7, in Seattle, that began in a former donut shop on the corner of 91st and Roosevelt Way, Northeast. Among its dozens of programs, Crab FM broadcast one of the earliest American gay and lesbian radio shows in the United States, which was called Make No Mistake About It, It's a Faggot and a Dyke. Anyway, welcome to our podcast, where we say all Don't manner me, of words. Um, Who are we it's probably a question you're asking yourself well i am kate i am a 27 year old transplant in seattle i grew up in illinois i identify as non-binary and asexual i use they them pronouns uh we are university of washington students within the iSchool. not just any students graduate students. Them graduates. Um, we are pursuing a master of not divinity. Nope, that's what I you was going to say. That. Yep. <laughs> I was definitely going to say that. We are pursuing a master of library and information science degree that we going to get in June. We're so close, dudes. So close yet. Yeah. My dudes, my so guys far away. My ladies, my pals, my non-binary pals. Them pals. My name's Carol, and I am a recent, well, semi-recent. I guess I've been in Seattle for two years, but I moved to Seattle for graduate school from Hawaii, and before that, I lived in, well, I'm from Michigan, so I am a Midwest transplant, but there seems to be quite a few of us here in Seattle. Um, True. We just want to get out of the Midwest. We all do. We all just searching for something. Sorry. It's better out here. Don't kill me. (laughs) I am just like Kate in my final year of the Master's of Library, Library and Information Science Program at University of Washington. Um, and I identify as bisexual and I use she, her pronouns. Awesome. Cool. So what is Capstone? This is the first time we're talking about this, but this is our Capstone project which basically means the cornerstone of our entire degree. This is like, dun, dun, dun. This project is supposed to like encapsulate our transition from student to library and information science practitioner, which I do love that verbiage. It sounds so fancy, but you may be wondering like, why would you do your final like thesis or project on the Crab FM radio broadcast. Like, why would we do that? Well, number one, who doesn't want to make a podcast in 2020? Yeah, tell him what your brother said. My brother, shout out to Nick, says that making a podcast is the millennial version of saying, let's make a band. I always want to be in a band. So we're basically doing we're that. We're basically in a band, but with just our voices and no music. I don't know. We might throw in some background music. Who's to say? Yeah, but like music we didn't make. So I guess another important thing to know about us is that while we are both library and information science students, we also work in libraries. I work in the undergraduate library here at University of Washington where I'm a research and learning services specialist. So I approach librarianship from a reference and instruction lens whereas Kate comes from a different perspective yes my perspective is actually within special collections here so that's how i found out about the crab fm recordings um from the pacific northwest curator and jenner Uh, i worked on it very shortly and uh they got a grant to digitize the reel-to-reel recordings and had someone who hopefully we will have on the podcast later, Anna, um, go through and transcribe them. And so that's what we've been working with is her transcriptions as well as the original recordings. Um, Just trying to see like what's on there. What are they talking about? It's very gay. So another thing you may be wondering is what are we going to focus on throughout the episodes? Such a good question. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. (laughs) <laughs> right now, we're planning on airing at least five episodes with a variety of different people from different backgrounds. Um, some may be providing some kind of historical, general information about the Crab FM kind of radio station in general and what that climate was like throughout the 70s and 80s. Um, some people are just going to be providing perspective from the lens of librarianship or archives. Um, and some people are going to be providing. Perspective on uh, what it was like to really exist as a lesbian woman in the seventies and eighties in Seattle. I think it's important to distinguish that with these crab FM uh, radio broadcasts, most of them focus heavy, heavily on lesbianism. Um, so a slightly different facet of queerness than we exist in, but it's very different facet than yeah. I live in. it's the opposite of what but hopefully we might get to talk to some young queer people as well and talk about maybe how the movements have changed since then um which could be interesting I think it's also important to like distinguish what is commonly talked about or what was commonly what were common topics of conversation within these recordings. So a lot of them were about kind of uh, leftist feminist movements, um, socialism, socialism, communism. Um, I would say based on the perspective of two queer people living in 2020, a lot of the um, uh, ideologies, you might say, seem very anti-trans or turfy. Which, for those of you who don't know, TURF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Yeah, so they are very anti-men, which on the one hand is slightly understandable, and on the other hand, um, <laughs> I was listening to a recording the other day, and someone said, I am just not willing to give up my dad and my brother. And I have three brothers. So I feel that. Um, And I don't know if a lot of people are willing to cut men out of their lives entirely. I mean, that would be particularly challenging for me because I am married to a straight cis man. Well, especially because we're in a new wave of Mm -hmm. feminism. um, Which is why they've kind of developed this term of being a TERF. Because, you know trans women are women and trans men are men and you can't you can't be feminist if you like are excluding people within that the same with like how some feminists are only for white feminists mm-hmm. which is certainly a topic that i think we're going to be touching on quite a bit because um, i i was listening to one of the first recordings that w- we will probably show you or play some, like, sound bites from. But they, I thought it was interesting that they distinguished that the root of all, like, of all problems is the patriarchy, which I think is an early sentiment of second-wave feminism, but I would argue that it's m- much more uh, indicative of, like, the root of all problems is m- more closely tied to racism. White supremacy, specifically, Yes, I yes. would say. Well, that is the only to me <laughs> yeah some yeah. that might be a hot take for some of you but <laughs> racism is white supremacy and that is it that's all um i do think it's gonna be really interesting because um, i've been listening to some of the recordings and like they have some hot takes on some stuff like that women shouldn't be making money off of other women or like lesbians shouldn't be making money off of other lesbians Um, which is interesting, and I think it's, like, a very socialist view, and I kind of wonder how it evolved as it goes on, but I, based on, like, the stuff I've listened to, they stand very firm in their beliefs. Yeah, I think when we were first kind of digging through some of these recordings that, I mean, it makes sense that it is so kind of anti-capitalist, but I just didn't, I guess I had, didn't really think that that was going to be a focus on a lot of what they speak about. But I think it's quite a common thread throughout the recordings. Well, that and, like, they split very early on in their whole career of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and became, like, two different sex sects. Because, like, one was for equality and the other one was for bringing down the man and by the man like literal men yeah and the patriarchy mhm yeah there's very interesting dis- um, distinctions between the split of the crab fm um station i guess you could say which this will probably be talked about fully in our second episode I think we really want to kind of dive into the climate and why there was a split in the station, why there were so many differing opinions. Um, I think we'll have the opportunity to at least talk with some people who were there um, when this was all happening and what it really meant at the time. I think it can be kind of difficult to come at. um, I mean, because how long ago was the 70s? 40 years ago? It was a while ago. Not like I was alive or anything, but. No, I mean, neither one of us were alive. I still think in my head that the 70s was like, well, 30 years ago. I haven't quite accepted that we're in 2020 yet. <laughs> um, I guess. What else? be closer to like 50 years ago. 70, 80, 80, 90, 90 to 2000, 2010. Yeah, 50 years. Fifty years ago, man. Some of you must be feeling pretty old right now. That is not the right thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I still have this attitude. We played D and D last night, <laughs> and I was just being. Mean I to have people. high charisma. Carol's character does not. I think Carol in real life also has <laughs> low charisma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bad um, jokes.
0: Bad jokes. Yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, like, what else do you think would be important for people to know? I mean, I think one interesting thing that we should perhaps talk about is why, if we are in library school, why are we doing a podcast? Um, Oh, yes. Like, why aren't we just... Why a podcast? Why a podcast and why, like, how is this applicable to our learning outcomes and kind of this program in general? That sounds so lame. <laughs> If you're listening, ta. <laughs> we're paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I think it's important to pro- provide some context into, like, what are our goals with the recording with this podcast? Or, like, what what are we hoping to achieve? Sure, 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 sure. So I think like some of the things that we're interested in working towards is there are so many rich resources within the archives and within special collections itself, and I think there's so much. There's so many stories that are that should be heard and should be kind of advertised, and um, they're available for people to listen to, but people just don't know that they're there. So I think one of the main goals of the of this podcast is letting people know, like telling these stories, especially within a local context. I mean, we live and we work here in Seattle, and as kind of budding members of the queer community, I think it's really important to hear. And enrich ourselves in these, like, older queer stories. Yeah? No thoughts? Um, I think, f- for me, the podcast... Well, not only because it's a great format in this day and age to get information out. Because it's usually a free service. So, like, anybody can listen to it. It's so versatile, um, you can listen to it wherever, whenever. Um, but it also is a really cool way to allow people to experience new things that they might not have thought of before. And also just like, who doesn't love a super gay podcast to listen to during your commute? But what's really cool is so these real to real recordings which is like old tape that like nobody really has a way to listen to in their original format mm-hmm. we're just sitting in the basement of special collections because like they wanted to get it digitized but didn't have the money like it takes a lot of time and resources to digitize things like this. Like there were hundreds of tape tapes, like physical tapes. And when you don't have anywhere to listen to them, they just kind of sit there and collecting dust, which is really sad. Um, So once they got the grant and they were able to digitize them, it's like now you've basically just moved information from one space to another. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, what are you going to do with that information? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the issues that Special Collections runs into is that nobody knows where it's located, Mm -hmm. how to utilize it like they would a regular library, and kind of feel like they're not allowed to go there because it's special. It has special collections. And what does that mean? Yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things about our choice of Kind of medium and podcasting is that it can be, I think, generally a little bit more accessible than some other methods of sharing. And I think we also want to kind of showcase that the stuff that are in these archives and these special collections, like they are for everyone. And there are stories there that, you know, like you're welcome to be there. And hopefully by showcasing some of that stuff through this more accessible method you people won't have this kind of idea that it's just for like really important old white men to go into not only that but to think about a lot of people assume that special collections is only for traditional sc- research yeah mm-hmm. and if you think about it like we are doing research and sharing it in a different way mm-hmm. that like we're not writing a paper we're not like gonna go to a conference. But we are going like we have listened to the old recordings like we've learned things about the people in them and then we're going to like share that information with you. But it's not just a way like we're not just like giving you the link to the recordings on the Special Collections website through Content DM and saying like oh you should listen to these. Like we're giving you a new way to look at the information Mm -hmm. and maybe it'll spark like your own desire to listen to the recordings in their in their whole form instead of in chopped up bits like we're going to give them to you. Yeah. I think it, we should also have a disclaimer that um there may be some even if we decide not to swear like me reading the the title of make no mistake about it. I don't know if we need to like warn people that um we're queer people and we take back the words that have been used in derogatory ways <laughs> um so you might hear words that like makes you a little uncomfortable and some of it may also be in the original recordings as well yeah they definitely say things like you're not allowed to say shit on air but like they say it a lot mm-hmm. so <laughs> and they also use words like faggot and dyke um and things like that so you like that's gonna be happening yeah And um, something that was brought to our attention is to talk about the word queer. Um, It's 2020 and most people in like the younger generations tend to use the word queer as an identifier, which we know was once used in a derogatory manner as was like gay when people are like, that's so gay. Like, okay. Um, But queer is definitely one of those things that has been taken back. We now use it as an identifier to like an all-encompassing thing. We don't think of it as a bad word. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going to hear it a lot and you're going to have to get comfortable with that because we are queer and we're here and we're crushing it. Hopefully. We are doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I think it's also important to note that we are both white so we are coming at this from a white perspective i don't really have anything else to add to that but like yes we are very white in case you hadn't you can't see me but (laughs) i am very white (laughs) yes so we are both white and we hope that we will do intersectionality well but we're there's always work to be done, There's you know. There's always work to be done. And we are by no means the expert on anything. Right. True. I have a degree in religion prior to this. So I literally do not have the authority on any of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a undergraduate degree in psychology, so that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> 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 um. I think it's just important for listeners to really understand who we are and the perspective that we're coming from. Because I wouldn't really want, you know, to have any misconceptions about our background and why we're doing this. That doesn't make any sense, but... We're just a couple of people in our 20s making a podcast for school. We're by no means experts on these recordings, The people in them or the issues that they discuss. Mm -hmm. But we're going to give it a go in our own discussion. But some of the people that we may talk to are much more equipped to have more in-depth conversation about these recordings. And I would argue are pretty much the only experts out there about these specific materials. Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if we can make that claim. Thanks for listening to this introductory episode of Queer Air. Be sure to check out our podcast website, which will be linked in the description. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, and please feel free to share with a friend. Our next episode will include an interview with Ann Jenner, the Pacific Northwest Curator at the University of Washington Library's Special Collections, and Anna Hurwitz, an alum of the iSchool and current employee of the Gates Archive. We're excited for you to hear it. Keep on breathing that queer air.